0: What is up everybody, this is official Jutsukaisen translator Steady here, always at the ready here for you guys. Thanks for coming back for another class of positive juju. Now I know it's been a while since the last episode of positive juju, but that's definitely because uh, anytime I uh, make these episodes, I want to make sure that the stuff that I talk about is of good quality and uh, definitely worthwhile, uh, worth your time. I don't want to just kind of drone on and on about things that I've already talked about or start to kind of sound monotonous, but definitely right now with everything that's been going on in the manga, uh, we got a little bit of anime news and it's a new year for Jutsu Kaisen and for Shonen Jump and uh, definitely Jutsu Kaisen, the manga has already started off on a bang. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit about that. So for today's class, I definitely wanted to uh, give a little bit of an update and uh, my take on the anime news that's been out so far, and set a few things straight as well. Of course, we'll also have a uh, Japanese lesson as well as the JSAT Jujutsu uh, Kaisen uh, Sorcerer Aptitude Test uh, to test your Jujutsu Kaisen knowledge, so definitely stick around for that. And uh, we're also gonna be kinda talking about uh, Okotsuyuta a little bit as well. And uh, what we can kind of assume he's up to right now. We also got a couple of uh, new pieces of information on him in terms of his powers as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to talking about that. And that's definitely going to be in conjunction with uh, the Shibuya arc. The big twists and turns that we've seen so far in the series. Also definitely allow me to uh, take this opportunity to uh, say that I've been covering a lot of Sekaisen with a lot of visual information and stuff on my YouTube channel, uh, Steady Studios, S-T-E-A-D-Y, space, S-T-U-D-I-O-S. So if you just search in YouTube for Steady Studios uh, you'll find uh, videos definitely i do uh, weekly discussions on the chapters now and kind of give my two cents about uh, what i think is going on in the series as well as maybe a few things that you uh, didn't catch when reading the chapter of the week i've also been talking theories on the channel as well anything on the youtube channel a lot of it is going to be very up-to-date Kaisen information so if you're not caught up with the manga definitely uh, take this as a warning but if you are caught up with the manga and you want to kind of get the full experience, definitely check that out. I also uh, I'm going to have these podcasts loaded on the YouTube channel as well. So if for whatever reason you uh, prefer that as a format or if you want to go ahead and uh, leave a like or comment or anything like that, definitely please do so. Uh, that'll probably be a good place to leave your answers if you want to participate in the uh, JSAT, uh, get your guesses going. I also uh, review the uh, latest releases for the Japanese volumes uh, and kind of take a look, uh, a sneak peek at some of the extra pages in there and talk about what you can look forward to. And last but not least on the uh, channel, I'm also going to be covering uh, Kaisen merch. I got a big haul lately from the crowdfunding project, so uh, hopefully I'll have that up soon. If not, by the time you're listening to this, uh, subscribe so you know when that's up. But that's enough advertisements for now. I know you guys are itching to get right into it, so without further ado, go ahead and take your seats because class is about to start. Let's do this. そろ行って領域展開。So let's start off with the anime updates, shall we? Uh, Everything that's going to be covered here is stuff that's been officially confirmed uh, by Shueisha. Things that they've announced, things that we've seen at uh, Jump Festa. There's obviously a lot of rumors going around as well. Uh, Some very well might end up being true, Um, but I don't want to uh, kind of get ahead of uh, ourselves here and start saying things that uh, may or may not be uh, debunked down the line. That being said, there is definitely a lot of information out there that we can get very, very excited about. Uh, Things also maybe that we were expecting um, that weren't quite released yet. But um, as far as that kind of stuff, it's really a uh, studio that hasn't been officially uh, confirmed yet. Also a uh, release date hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh, So those are the kind of things that people were maybe expecting as well as like a trailer at Jump Festa. i think in uh retrospect we might have been asking for a little bit too much let's remember that this anime just got announced um and to all already kind of have a trailer presented to us is maybe a little bit too much uh kind of looking back on it now but the months leading up to jump festa uh, there was a lot of exciting news uh, we are confirmed to have toho animation as uh, the production company uh, behind Jujutsu Kaisen but as I mentioned before we don't have a specific studio within Toho Animation uh, confirmed yet although uh, Toho Animation kind of the big names uh, would be uh, Production IG as well as Bones so the studios that um, created you know My Hero Academia, Haikyuu to name a couple, Mob Psycho uh, so it could uh, very well be exciting. Um, they also uh, did the Dr. Stone anime, uh, TMS did. Uh, so they're, we're definitely in good hands and uh, we should be happy about that. Uh, but I don't want to get too much into that because this is all just very much conjecture at this point. So it could uh, end up being something completely different within Toho Animation. But before Jump Festa as well, we were also given the three main casts: the High uh, Tokyo First Years, Yuji, Nobara, and uh, Megumi, we have the voice actors confirmed. Now we'll be going over uh, each uh, voice actor one by one, but you'll have to excuse me uh, if I am a little bit unfamiliar with uh, two out of three, um, I'm not familiar with the Yuji, voice actor and uh, Megumi voice actor although I did a little bit of research and we'll go over that but uh, let's start out with uh, Kugisaki because Kugisaki is uh, going to be voiced by a lady called Asami Seto and it's funny because uh, this lady Asami Seto a few months back I had actually uh, posted something on my Twitter of the voices or voice actors that kind of go through my head when I'm doing my translations and the voice actor, Asami that they picked for Kugisaki actually is the one that I had picked for Maki. So I mean it doesn't really matter but I just thought it was kind of an interesting tidbit. It's really because uh, the voice of Maki I always hear as uh, Hojo Miyoko. If you're a fan of Food Wars, there's the uh, one girl who's the kind of the Chinese specialist, her name is Hojo Miyoko uh so asami seto does the voice for her and uh i just kind of thought of her when uh i do uh maki in my head but she will be doing uh, Kugisaki. um another notable role that she's famous for is if you've ever watched death parade highly highly recommended if you haven't seen it um it's done by madhouse um, Death Parade, it came out, I want to say, in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. It's, uh, kind of, it's a shorter series, about 13 episodes long, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but anyways, the main character girl from there, uh, Chiyuki, the one that kind of follows the uh, main bartender, uh, Asami Seto voiced her as well. And I remember loving the performance for both of these characters that I've uh, mentioned, so I'm extremely happy with this casting. And based on the other roles that I've seen her listed for, it seems like she's a very versatile actor. So we have a lot to look forward to because obviously Kugisaki is going to be a character where their tone very cha- uh, kind of changes uh, from chapter to chapter. Uh, we're going to have those kind of slower moments uh, where it's kind of a little more of a heart to heart. And then we're just going to have Kugisaki's awesome, you know, eccentric uh, moments as well. So I think we can definitely be happy with her casting. And then next uh, we have uh, our uh, main boy, uh, Yuji Itadori. He's going to be voiced by someone called uh, Junya Enoki. So for you JoJo fans out there, uh, Junya Enoki is actually famous for voicing uh, Fugo Panakota. So I'm not exactly uh, too familiar with this part of JoJo, but uh, from what I've heard, it's a really awesome character and uh, seems to be a very versatile uh, character as well. So we have a lot to look forward to, kind of similar in terms of uh, like Kugisaki, in terms of the changes in tone, because obviously we'll have those moments where Yuji is kind of showing off his uh, more kind of goofy personality, and then we'll have those very serious moments as well. And from what I gather and what I've kind of seen, uh, the small bits of uh, Pannakota, it's gonna be a very uh, very very apt character uh, voice actor for Yuji and it also kind of dawns on me that uh, Junya Enoki is also appropriate because of the Jew in his name of course uh, Junya Enoki in Jujutsu Kaisen <laughs> I know it's silly but uh, I thought it was worth noting anyway it's just kind of a fun joke uh, but for you Digimon fans out there uh, Digimon Adventure Tri uh, he's the voice of TK in Digimon uh, Adventures Try. Uh, I I know I kind of grew up uh, watching the more OG uh, Digimon. I love the Digimon movie to this day. I still have it on VHS somewhere around here, Um, but uh, it sounds like uh, he's done a few notable roles as well, so so I think we can be very happy about this casting decision as well. And last, but definitely not least, uh, we have our boy, Uh, Megumi Fushiguro, who's going to be voiced by Yuma Uchida. Now, not to take anything away from uh, Yuma Uchida, but it seems like his career is probably the uh, shortest out of the three um, so far, but um, kind of based on the roles that I've seen him play. I wasn't exactly too familiar with uh, none of the series that I've seen he's voiced a character in, but um, I know a series, basketball series called Ahiru no Sora, is very popular these days. Uh, I might have to check it out as well, but he voices a character called Hana Zono. So uh, for you Ahiru no Sora fans out there, maybe that means something to you. Um, he's listed as one of the main characters of the series, so that's good. At least he's definitely kind of gaining a uh, repertoire in the anime world. So definitely uh, this character is gonna be, uh, Megumi's character is kind of gonna be the the wild card, so to speak out of the three in terms of uh, performance but definitely uh based on the other two castings uh, we can be feel confident i would say about uh this casting decision as well so another big voice acting reveal we got was uh for satoru gojo sensei now there was a trailer i don't know if trailer is the right word but kind of a promotional video series that was released last year for jutsu kaisen introducing um, the main cast and kind of talking about the premise a little bit where Satoru Gojo actually uh, was animated and voiced. And he was voiced by none other than Nakamura Yuichi. Now, Nakamura Yuichi is famous for his roles in uh, Haikyuu as Kuroo, uh, the Neko- the Nekoma uh, captain. As well as, I know a favorite of mine in Dr. Stone recently is uh, Shishio Tsukasa. He's obviously known for a lot of other roles as well, but uh, for anime fans out there, I know he's kind of a fan favorite, and he also very much puts up a quality performance, so he voiced Satoru Gojo in these promotional videos, and there was a lot of kind of buzz going around whether he would uh, reprise his role in the main anime, and indeed we got confirmation at... uh, Jump Festa, so that's great news. Uh, He fits the character perfectly, kind of the more aloof nature of Satoru Gojo, but he can definitely kind of lay down the law and be really cool when he needs to as well. So that takes care of the voice acting uh, news for right now. But uh, Jump Festa, there was a lot of buzz going around. They uh, revealed that they were gonna have kind of a super stage event for Jujutsu Kaisen Anime. And I think uh, a lot of people, and myself included, I'm not going to lie, kind of prematurely uh, thought that there was going to be a trailer release or some sort of kind of video release at least, but um, alas, we did not get that. However, uh, at the event, they did release an awesome piece of uh, key visual art. If you haven't seen it yet, definitely look it up. Uh, The kind of the color scheme is really interesting. It's kind of like this neon green with uh, this pink. The Skuna finger is pink and you have in the background uh, Yuji with his tongue out. Um, And it's kind of like this neon green and it's very stylized, the art style, which I'm a huge fan of. So if they're going to kind of go with that concept, uh, kind of be a little bit more creative and risky in terms of the art style, I'm all down for it. I know as Jujutsu Kaisen manga fans, a lot of us are thinking that if they go a little bit too conservative on the anime, that's definitely something that could really hold it back and we don't want. So, I'm all for them just kind of going for it even if it's a little bit more, I don't know if niche is the right word, but not going too mainstream. I think that would be a very good thing. Even if it's at the expense of kind of more of the uh, mainstream viewers, just go hardcore on it. But anyway, so there was no trailer released at the super stage, although um, we had the uh, main voice actors on stage. uh, The three first years as well as Satoru Gojo. And we also were treated to uh, Akutami-sensei, apparently. Now, uh, I haven't seen the videos or anything like that on it, but I was told kind of doing my research that Akutami-sensei kind of came out in a box from one of, kind of like a booth, um, which is supposed to be like a curtain, you know, like in the manga, the uh, thing that blocks uh, the sorcerers going in and out and all that, but. So Akutami-sensei is very much shy about um, their identity and wants to keep that a secret, which I very much uh, respect. And obviously it begs the question, there's also a discussion about whether Akadami-sensei is a guy or a girl and not that it really matters whether they're a guy or a girl, obviously, but it's also, you know, kind of fun to talk about. Uh, I always had thought that they were a uh, lady based on the kind of the content of the manga, Um, just kind of my exposure to it. I always thought the kind of more you know, sensibilities of the manga maybe were more attuned with a uh, woman, but it seems that the event, um, Octomy, since Sensei, did a live drawing and was even speaking as well. Um, and based on those points, apparently the hand was of a guy, the voice was a guy as well. Um, now, this is still not, I guess, 100% confirmation either. There's kind of a conspiracy theory that uh, <laughs> that this was a cover-up or things like that. This is nothing official. I mean, to be honest, I really don't know either. I've never met Akatami-sensei or have been fed any information on Akatami-sensei or anything like that. But it's just kind of interesting because there's been uh, kind of evidence in the past that suggests maybe that Akatami-sensei was a lady because of like self-portraits drawn as a lady. Even the recent event in uh, Tokyo, kind of the art gallery. The self-introduction portrait, uh, look it up on the internet. Uh, Akutami Sensei has drawn themselves as a woman, so it's kind of interesting to see that, and how it contradicts to what we saw at uh, Jump Festa. But anyways, it doesn't really matter, and if anything, it kind of the buzz is a good thing, right? Uh, when it comes to stuff like this, if people are kind of asking questions and getting curious about Jujutsu Kaisen as well as the mangaka, that's a very good thing, in my opinion. Creates that buzz. So there were a few things talked about at the uh, Jump Festa stage, jutes Kaisen stage. Um, really kind of basic things about the series. Uh, voice actors uh, asking Akutami-sensei uh, some questions. Um, I don't want to um, go into too much detail because there are kind of mixed reports as well as in terms of what was asked and what wasn't asked. I was even... Uh, I saw some rumors or some reports that apparently... The voice actors had asked Akutami-sensei whether their characters would live to the end of the series. Uh, kind of a real, uh, whoa, kind of question. And Akutami-sensei had answered by saying, Well, it's either going to be one character that lives and everyone else dies, or one character that dies and everyone else lives. <laughs> Which, I have no idea what that means, but apparently as soon as Akutami-sensei had answered that, the crowd just, there was like this huge, like, Oh my god, in the crowd, and... Um, so that that's what I was told anyways, and it seems based on kind of the multiple reports that I saw, it's true. So perhaps this is a little bit of foreshadowing on uh, sensei's part. But it seems like the event was successful to kind of get the word out there that this anime is happening. There's, uh, if you've been following recently, there's a lot of uh, advertisements for the anime as well as the volume releases. Uh, they had a huge posters and screens all over uh, Shibuya Station recently. Uh, which is so cool, I mean, for a series that young, they're really kinda going all out on the advertisements and stuff, so that's good news. But that's really all the anime news that I can confirm for now. I might have missed a couple things here and there, but... I definitely do wanna kinda remind the fans, uh, let's be really thankful. This is a series that's, uh, not even two years old yet. Um, and we already have a bunch of awesome volumes. We have a couple of novels, all these little extras and stuff and an anime coming out this soon for a series this young we're very much spoiled um so let us be thankful instead of saying ah we didn't get this or we didn't get that or hurry up or hurry up this it's we we should really be thankful um and uh i remind everyone not to uh get ahead of yourselves too much and myself included (laughs) but let us move on from anime news and get into the next topic shall we All right, let's get ready for another edition of the jsats the jujutsu sorcerer aptitude tests so uh i'm gonna go over the answers from uh last time's jsats and then i uh, give you a fresh batch uh, three new questions for you guys to ponder on and i definitely invite you to comment on the youtube video your answers um and uh please do your best not to uh look these up before you answer or if you want to look them up and answer like go ahead i guess it doesn't really matter but uh thanks for participating if you choose to do so uh and uh let's start with uh last time's answers first so question number one from last time was a uh, question about the volume covers and i specifically talked about volume two and who appears on it. So I said that, uh, Megumi, uh, Fushiguro Megumi appears on the cover, but he's also joined by another character whom at first glance, you can't really, uh, you might kind of skip over or, uh, not really notice, but upon closer look, Fushiguro Megumi is indeed sharing the cover with Nue, the, uh, The kind of chimera bird that he uses uh, based on a uh, famous Japanese kind of chimera uh, that has a monkey face, uh, tiger body, and uh, snake tail if I'm not mistaken. Although uh, Jujutsu Kaisen's interpretation is a little bit different, it's more kind of like a bird, right? So uh, answer to number one was Nui. Good job if you got that one right. Uh, Let's move on to question number two from last time, the answer. So the question was on Todo Aoi, a fan favorite of everyone, obviously. Um, But it was a question on his scar. So he has a very noticeable scar on his face that's covering an eye. Um, And I asked whether it was on his right side or his left side. And the answer is the left side. Uh, It's kind of like this vertical uh, slash almost that's uh, going kind of from the top of his forehead all the way down to almost kind of uh, almost to the mouth level, but kind of straight down. Uh, I'd be curious whether uh, they're going to have a backstory on Toto or something, Uh, maybe even with uh, Tsukumo, who we now know to be that blonde-haired lady. Uh, Maybe they'll talk about that and reveal what the scar is all about. So, but anyways, the answer is the left side. Good job if you got that one right. And then the last one is going to be the uh, always the kind of the little bit more trickier one. And I asked for question number three that Toge, Inumaki Toge, second year of uh, Tokyo High, only speaks in rice ball or onigiri ingredients. And uh, although Akutomi-sensei has said that a lot of these are just kind of gibberish, they have also confirmed that Toge does use a specific... A word when agreeing or saying yes and that ingredient is salmon or in Japanese shake or sake um, so anytime uh, Inumaki is saying salmon in the manga it's because he's agreeing or kind of like uh, saying yes uh, it's a positive affirmation so uh, congratulations if you got that one right a little bit of a tougher one but let us move on to uh, our new batch of questions, shall we? Are you ready? Let's do this. So question number one, Dai mon The goodwill event held between the Tokyo School and the Kyoto School is always held in two rounds. First round is the team battle that we saw in the forest. And typically the second round would be an individual battle, traditionally speaking. However, this year's was interrupted by special curses and cursed users. However, the show must still go on and after things were kind of taken care of, the second round ended up being a sports battle. So what was the sport of choice in this friendly sports battle? It was one of the funniest chapters if you ask me in the series so far obviously Akutami-sensei a comedy god at this point um, and I know I'm a big fan of this sport as well so I was really happy to see it come to life seems like Akutami-sensei is a fan of this sport as well we've seen multiple references all right let us move on to question number two Dai Nimon When we're first introduced to Yuji Itadori at the beginning of the series, before he goes to Jutsu High, he's part of a special school club. What club was it? Now Yuji is obviously known for his crazy physical prowess, but he ends up joining this club instead. So what was that club? Alright, let us move on to question number three dai Samon. Now this is a little bit of a trickier one, and uh, I don't know how tricky it'll be for you guys. I know you guys are really good at this, but uh, maybe it'll get you scratching your head a little bit, at least. So during the Yasohachi bridge arc, Yuji and Nobara end up fighting reincarnated special grade cursed objects called the Cursed Womb Death Paintings. They end up fighting Esso as well as Kechizu and there's also one more Choso who we're uh, f- quite familiar right now in the Shibuya arc But these are only three of the cursed womb death paintings So I ask you this How many cursed womb death paintings in all are there? So remember um, from what we understand Mahito only stole three during the uh, Goodwill event and the chaos going on. But uh, we kind of learn in the backstory with the death paintings that there are indeed more. So how many in total are there? All right, I hope you guys like those questions. Uh, Not too easy, not too hard, I hope. Uh, At least something a little bit fun. And uh, of course, definitely uh, if you wanna participate and uh, let me know that you're enjoying this, definitely go ahead and comment on the YouTube. Uh, video page if you would like. Alright, that's enough for the JSATs. Put your pencils down and take a break. Come on back so we can get on to the next topic for the day. So our next topic at hand is going to be talking about uh, the Shibuya arc a little bit, um, as well as more specifically uh, Yuta Okkotsu and kind of the revelations that we've had about him. If you're more curious kind of on the proceedings of the Shibuya arc, what's been going on, and more on the Ghetto side, Of uh, kind of the you know the big big reveal with ghetto as well I have a YouTube video on that specifically and kind of on my theory on uh, who the identity is Um, long story short I think it's actually Noritoshi Kamo and I know you're thinking what the heck does that mean but check out the YouTube video and you'll know what I'm talking about So I've already covered kind of the Shibuya arc in depth in terms of my weekly discussions on YouTube channel, as well as Geto. But um, I wanted to kind of address uh, Yuta Okotsu here, the protagonist of Volume Zero. And I know a lot of uh, readers are also not very familiar with uh, Volume Zero yet, and that's completely fine. Um, You actually don't have to have read Volume Zero to have... Uh, the main story right now in Kaisen to make complete sense, although obviously it does make kind of a lot more... kind of dense, I would say, but uh, you don't have to have read it to really follow along. Uh, So a little bit of backstory for those of you who are unfamiliar with this character and uh, how it applies to our main story right now. So at Tokyo High, there's actually four second-year students, so the ones that we're very familiar with in the main story are obviously Maki, uh, Panda and Inumaki, but there's also a fourth one and his name is Yuta Okotsu. Now, Yuta is considered a special grade Jujutsu sorcerer along with Geto, uh, Tsukumo, the blonde-haired lady, as well as, actually, I don't know technically if she's blonde. She might have white hair if I'm honest, but the fourth being Geto. So these are the four special grade Jujutsu sorcerers in Japan anyways. Uh, the way that... Ojo has kind of mentioned this topic. He almost makes it sound like the fact that he specifically says in Japan uh, we almost can assume that there might be more jutsu sorcery in the world, which would be a very cool concept and I hope they explore that um, and there are more special grade uh, sorcerers out there. But anyways, in Japan it's these four and obviously Yuta Okkotsu being the youngest. He's still a second year at Tokyo High. But he has incredible power about him. Now, from what we understand with Volume Zero, he hasn't been doing this sorcery thing for a very long time at all, actually. So I don't want to spoil too much about Volume Zero, just in case you do plan on reading it uh, once. Hopefully, it does come out in English. But for our topic's sake, uh, we are told a lot about a uh, kind of Yuta and his power in terms of how powerful he actually is. But we're not really given specifics in terms of. Uh, what his curse techniques and stuff are until very recently in the main story. Now obviously, if he's going to be classified as as a special grade, his curse technique has to be uh, very strong, and uh, we are indeed confirmed by the fake ghetto that he has an ability where he can copy other people's curse techniques unconditionally. Those are the words that he uses in chapter 90. Now, this fake Ghetto also goes on to say uh, that a lot of Yuta's abilities are heavily reliant on this special curse called Rika. So, uh, again, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, that Yuta might be in a position right now where his abilities aren't quite what it used to be. And indeed, right now, we're not really too sure what's going on with Yuta. Although, uh, we are kind of told offhand that Yuta is in Africa with Miguel. Miguel being a former colleague of Ghetto and it seems that they converted him somehow. But I really wanted to talk about his power and what it kind of might mean for the story and talk a little bit of theory, shall we? Now I know when I was translating this chapter, one of the first characters that really came to mind in terms of copying abilities, uh, if you've ever watched the NBC uh, show uh, Heroes, uh, Peter Petrelli, the uh, main protagonist he has an ability where he's able to copy another person's special power and use it for his own, although there are kind of conditions that come along with it where he's only able to use like one at a time or for a certain length of time or it's not as powerful of, as the original user. But from what we're told in chapter 90, it seems that Yuta might actually be able to use it unconditionally as it was mentioned. So what does this mean? What do you guys think it means? It's really quite hard to say what the kind of conditions or the limitations might be for this, but the fact that Akutami-sensei uh, said um, unconditionally makes me think that it is quite powerful and there aren't too many strings attached, so to speak. Perhaps Yuta will indeed be able to copy another person's ability as long as they're within uh, the other person is within proximity. Um, Like, so if he decides to copy someone else's power, he can't use it once that person leaves or something like that. But as long as they're in the area, um, and obviously from what we've seen with Akutami-sensei, there could be very kind of detailed circumstances as well, like it needs to be within a 200-foot radius or something like that. That's certainly not out of the realm of possibility from what we've seen in terms of the technicalities of battle and the powers in uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. And of course, this also begs the question, how many curse techniques can he use at a time? Um, can he combine them? Uh, if there's other uh, multiple Jujutsu Sorcerers, would he be able to use them together? Although I guess there aren't really too many cases where you would actually combine curse techniques. So it could very well be the case where he's just able to... Use multiple curses, but just kind of uses them one after another, so to speak. Like if you were around Nanami and Todo, maybe he could do uh, Todo's boogie woogie, move around, have that mobility, but then use like Nanami's, um, you know, three seventh strike at the same time, you know, in kind of the same battle. Uh, That would be really powerful and that would be amazing. So I'm going to be kind of curious in terms of what the limitations are going to be. I have a feeling it's going to be something along the lines of what his body can actually manage um, physically. Uh, let, let's let say, for example, um, in My Hero Academia, uh, if you're familiar with the series, there's a character called Monomaneta, and uh, he has the ability to kind of copy abilities and stuff, but it's kind of suggested that he's only able to do what his body is able to kind of uh, manage. Like um, Monomaneta wouldn't be able to use um, Deku's uh, one for all power because his body doesn't have the physical resistance to using that much strength at one time. So in the case of Jutsu Kaisen, um, let's say Oko is around Gojo. Um, perhaps he could use Gojo's um, abilities, like the Limitless and use kind of Gojo's, um, you know, barrier technique. But since he doesn't have the six eyes, he wouldn't be able to manipulate it as well as Gojo can. From And from what we understand, Gojo is able to use and utilize the Limitless very effectively because he has the six eyes. Of course, when we're talking about powers in Jujutsu Kaisen, there's also the domain expansions. So is he able to copy other people's domain expansions as well? Um, That would be a very interesting question, you know. But like I said, a lot of this is very much kind of at conjecture at this point, Um, so it'll be curious to see, but obviously um, he's still classified as a special grade, and when we saw him in Volume 0, it was still very much kind of a early stages of Yuta, even though he had this incredible power, and he's kind of had it stripped from him, uh, he didn't really have much training at the time either, so maybe now hopefully he's been trained a lot, and uh, taught how to use his powers, and perhaps uh, knowing that he can uh, copy other people's abilities, perhaps uh, he's kind of become acquainted with the other students at Tokyo High, other students at Kyoto High, and uh he's kind of learned other people's powers and he's been able to kind of effectively use it again this is all under the assumption that he's able to copy someone's ability and just kind of hold on to it so it that's going to be kind of the question right whether he's able to hold on to this power or he it goes away once that person goes away as well so where exactly is Utah right now obviously uh like i mentioned before He seems to be in Africa for some reason, um, obviously on a mission perhaps, or who knows, maybe it's a special mission. Um, It seems that he's been away for quite a while because ever since Yuji's come to the school, it's already been a few months, but Yuji hasn't even met him either. So he's been gone for at least a couple months. So what would take that long? And obviously a lot of fans are itching for him to come back. And uh, I think Especially with uh, kind of the mention of him in the recent chapter, that hopefully we'll see him soon. Um, we also have, you know, chapter 100 creeping up soon, and maybe that'll be kind of a landmark chapter for Akutami Sensei to reintroduce our character. Gojo kind of seems to be in trouble, um, and if Gojo is indeed successfully sealed away, um, then we're going to have that kind of big power balance out of whack now right, Um, the safety net so to speak, Um, remember I made the prediction that he was going to be sealed and it looks like it might be the case. Um, So we're going to need to kind of restore that balance a little bit and who better than someone like Yuta Okotsu to uh, do his superhero landing and come on in and uh, perhaps save the day a little bit. It seems like he's still holding on to his sword as well. Um, so perhaps he's going to be able to manipulate this sword a lot better. Um, and of course everyone likes a character with a sword. So that'll be really cool to see. We obviously have cursed, uh, cursed tools. Maki is obviously a great user of it. Um, we saw total with the, uh, playful cloud, kind of the, uh, three section staff as well. Megumi has used cursed tool as well, but it seems, uh, Yuta is uh, very much a master at them. Now, obviously learning from uh, Maki as well. So it'll be interesting to see what this character is all about. Obviously, Akutami-sensei has made a point to uh, say that this character is indeed very strong and it's going to be a big role in the story to come. So uh, so hopefully we'll see him soon. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? When do you think he's going to come back? Uh, what do you think his uh, power is all about? Let's also remember that during the Goodwill uh, event arc... Uh, Todo is very adamant about having Yuta fight. Um, It seems that in the previous year's uh, Goodwill event, Yuta just wiped the floor with everyone. (laughs) So he was essentially powerful enough to be able to take out someone like Aoi Todo, And it suggested that not just Aoi, but everyone else kind of at the same time. That it was pretty much a one-sided battle with him against Kyoto School. But that's enough about uh, Yuta for now. Um, A lot of this is obviously just still kind of conjecture at this point, but it's interesting you talk theories and I'd be curious to hear what your guys' opinions are as well, go ahead and comment them in the uh, YouTube video. Uh, But let us move on to our Japanese lesson for the day. for today's Japanese lesson we're going to be looking at chapter 74 uh, right in the middle of the flashback arc um, where uh, the fight between Gojo and Toji so uh, I'm going to do a little one-two punch here actually because uh, these panels are right after another and uh, these are two great phrases that I really think you can use in your Japanese repertoire so Gojo has seemingly come back from the dead and he uh intercepts Toji on his way out after delivering Riko and he's got that crazy look on his face and then he first says yo uh, which uh, in Japanese yo where we just translated it straight as yo it's basically yo in Japanese can also be like a hey or a yo like what's up kind of thing so we translated straight just as yo but uh, this phrase right after that he uses uh, hisashiburi 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 in, uh, uh, is Japanese for a long time no see So this is obviously a phrase that you can use a lot And obviously a nice way to start off a uh, little reunion Or a little get together with a friend that you haven't seen in a while So if you uh, ever find yourself in Japan and Or you have a Japanese friend uh, Outside of Japan even <laughs> uh, Just go ahead and uh, say Hisashiburi to them means long time no see but obviously uh this uh catches toji uh by surprise and then uh, toji replies by saying majika majika is uh like for real like are you kidding me no way majika maji is literally in japanese like uh serious or like true so when someone says majika in Japanese that's basically kind of like a, what you're kidding me like for real uh, so we did translate it as for real in the English uh, chapter and a little funny thing after that is uh, Gojo replies by saying oh maji in Japanese oh is uh, big and then maji what we were saying before oh maji like big serious so uh, this was kind of a Cool little opportunity to use uh, for real, real. <laughs> so that's how we translate it into English. So let me uh, go over this conversation real quick again in uh, English first, and then you can hear it back in Japanese and uh, hopefully it connects a couple dots for you. All right, so uh, starting off with Gojo, yo, long time no see. And then Toji replies by saying, for real. And then Geto, for real, real. So now in Japanese. Yo, hsashibri. Majika. Oh, maji. Alright, so as always, just keeping it nice and tight, nice and concise. A little Japanese lesson for you. Um, These are definitely phrases, both and majika, that you can definitely use in Japanese repertoire, and uh, you'll hear a lot in. anime as well if you listen to uh, uh, Japanese anime. Again, I uh, always uh, invite you to uh, comment in the YouTube video if you hear it somewhere or if you end up using it in uh, one of your Japanese conversations. Uh, Definitely let me know. I'm always happy to hear those kind of things. All right, so that's the Japanese lesson for today. Hope you liked it. So let's uh, move on to the next part of the podcast show. everyone so just a uh, few final words before we wrap up today's positive juju i want to say thank you obviously um thank you first for your patience between episodes i know it was quite a while between uh, episodes of positive juju but i really appreciate you guys checking this new episode out and now that things are definitely getting exciting in the world of jutsu kaisen both the manga and the anime um i'll be uh probably have more and more material to talk about um I'm still not going to be on a regular schedule, which is why I remind you to definitely subscribe so you know uh, as soon as a new episode comes out. Um, And uh, like I mentioned, uh, I most likely will be covering uh, anime. As well, maybe split up Positive Juju kind of into an anime segment and a manga segment, um, invite more people into the world of Positive Juju. But I'll be sure to keep you guys updated on that and how the format is going to work. And uh, if you are a a big fan of Jutsu Kaisen, I mentioned it a little bit before at the beginning of the podcast that I do have a lot of Jutsu Kaisen material on my YouTube channel and the youtube channel is called steady studios s-t-e-a-d-y space s-t-u-d-i-o-s and if you put in steady studios uh, juts kaisen it should come up right away a lot of visuals and stuff too i don't just uh just talk in my face and talk I i make sure to have a lot of visuals going on as well so i do weekly coverage of the new chapter give my take on that and kind of a perspective from the translator and definitely a few things that I don't want to toot my own horn, but maybe things that uh, your average fan wouldn't notice. Um, and uh, I'll have like merchandise unboxings. Uh, I'll also have kind of theory videos as well, and not just Jutsu and other uh, manga, as well as uh, like Japanese snack reviews and things like that. So all sorts of fun things. Now this episode will also be up on YouTube as well. So if you want to participate in the JSAT. Uh, Let your answers be known. Go ahead and comment on the YouTube video. I'll have sneak peeks at the uh, Japanese volume releases as well. So if you're interested in what kind of extras there are in there or what the volumes uh, cover in terms of chapters, uh, definitely take a look at that. But otherwise, I uh, definitely want Positive Juju to be something that the uh, listeners are definitely interested in hearing, um, listening to. So uh, if you have any suggestions as far as topics that you'd like covered, um, questions or anything like that, I'll, uh, do my best to kind of sneak them in, into the podcasts. Uh, definitely the more material that I have, uh, the more I'll be able to put these out. So don't be afraid to, uh, let me know if you have any questions, obviously it'll kind of be up to my discretion, whether those, uh, topics are things that I can talk about without kind of getting in trouble. Um, So definitely uh, do keep that in mind when asking questions, but uh, definitely let me know what kind of stuff that you guys are interested in if I haven't already covered it on uh, Positive Juju or my uh, YouTube channel or Twitter, for example, or if you liked me to kind of clarify any of those points. Alright, so that's another class in the books, class 004. Um, This is uh, definitely an exciting time to be a Jujutsu Kaisen fan and obviously... uh, those of you listening here today are the OG fans, and uh, we should be proud of that. Um, so definitely uh, 2020 is going to be an awesome year for Jutes Kyson. and I can't wait to share that experience with you guys. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in, for leaving reviews on the podcast, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, all that kind of stuff, or uh, leaving comments, likes on my YouTube And if you do know other people who like Jutsu Kaisen as well, if you have mutuals, uh, thank you very much for sharing it with them. But otherwise, uh, that's it for today's class. Uh, No homework today. (laughs) Go home, enjoy, play some games. But otherwise, we'll see you next time in uh, another class of positive juju. You know how we do. Mata yoroshiku! お